Hello, and welcome to the James Sheets Podcast. This podcast features the sermons and preaching messages of James Sheets, who pastored throughout West Virginia for many years. If you like what you hear, please subscribe and leave a five-star review and share a memory of James with us. Let's listen as Pastor James Sheets begins his message. Here it is, in reading a portion of the uh, Christmas story on Father's Day, it doesn't seem like a very logical thing to do, but that's exactly what we're going to do, and I hope you will see the uh, relationship between the scripture and what I want to say on the subject of the forgotten father, from Matthew chapter 1, beginning at verse 18. Now the birth of Jesus Christ was on this wise, when as his mother Mary was espoused to Joseph before they came together, she was found with child of the Holy Ghost. Then Joseph, her husband, being a just man and not willing to make her a public example, was minded to put her away privately. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, Fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. She shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel being interpreted as God with us. Then Joseph, being raised from sleep, did as the Lord, as the angel of the Lord had bidden him, and took unto him his wife, and knew her not till she had brought forth her firstborn son, and he called his name Jesus. Let us unite together in prayer. Eternal Father, we thank you for a time that we can share in the memory or the honor of our Father, who nurtured us and guided us throughout our early years. We pray, Lord, that as we think of our earthly Father, that it will simply be a means of calling to our attention that Thou art our Heavenly Father, who loved us enough to give your Son, our brother, to die for us as our Savior. May the love that came from you into humanity be the same love that is shared by every Father today as we worship and celebrate this day. Christ's name we pray. Yeah. There are probably two times in a man's life that he is nearly worthless. One of those times is at his daughter's wedding. He is uh, excess baggage for the most part. The only thing that mom and daughter want from him that day is to 
put on his best suit and walk down the aisle and be sure he doesn't trip over something and bring the daughter to the altar. And then he's dismissed. You've experienced those things. The other time is at the birth of his child. That's changing. But for the most part, he is absolutely worthless at that time in, in his life. And he can be put aside, outside, go uh, do something else while this process is going on, or sit quietly in the, in the uh, lobby of the hospital room and wait till somebody comes out and announces that it's all over, and, and then he can pass out and do all those things. He basically isn't of much value at that point in time, although that's begun to change. The Christmas story primarily centers upon Mary and the birth of Jesus. But there's a lot in the story about the father, Joseph. Of course, we recognize that he is in the position of the earthly father, that Jesus is literally the Son of God, brought about through the miracle of the virgin birth. But nevertheless, for all human standpoints, Joseph in the capacity of the Father, even to Jesus, while he was here upon earth. And we know that God spent some time and thought in selecting the right girl to be the mother of his son. And sometimes forget that he surely must have spent a great deal of time and thought in preparing a man to be the earthly father of his son as well. And there may have been as much effort gone into the selection of Joseph as there was into the selection of Mary. There's lots of things that we really know about Joseph that we don't think a whole lot about. He was of the same lineage as Mary from a different branch back to David. He was present at the time that Jesus was born, and he was there when the shepherds and the wise men came to the shepherds to the, to the manger and the wise men to the house to pay their homage and respect to this baby. He was there and witnessed those things. It was he to whom God spoke about the need of departing and going to Egypt and take Mary, take Mary mother and the child, Jesus, because of the rampage of Herod. It was Joseph that presented Jesus in the temple and was the prime figure even when he was 12 years old. He is depicted as a hard-working carpenter, evidently a family man, and I want to make a reference in a little bit to why I think that was important in the life of Jesus. He must have died early in the life of Christ, for we do not know of him a very long, very little after, perhaps nothing after the early history of Jesus. From 12 years on, we probably know nothing about him. Many think that he probably was an older man, and Mary, very, very likely, was a very young girl, maybe even as young as 14. He was an older person. But anyway, he died 
the early life of our Lord, but must have left a tremendous impression upon Jesus from the human standpoint. Let's look at the things that we can see about him in this particular passage of Scripture. And you'll find in the ninth verse that the Scripture identifies that Joseph was a just man. And that's the first thing I would like for you to notice, that he was a just man. He was very sensitive to the moral standards of his community, of the society in which he lived. And when it was discovered by Joseph that Mary was pregnant, he was very much perplexed as to what to do about this particular situation in that the standards of the community would look very harshly upon him, but more particularly upon Mary in this relationship if she indeed were pregnant and they were going to have a child prior to their actually living together as husband and wife. Now he had lived his entire life by the moral standards of the community. One of the things that we're discovering in modern day time is the moral standards of our community are going downhill continually. And it is the responsibility, I believe, that Scripture would teach of the men of the community to set those standards. And unfortunately, we have left the setting of those standards, what there are, more to the ladies of our community and our families than we have been willing to assume that responsibility ourselves. Good men still will have high standards for themselves and for their family. He was sensitive as to what it might do as far as their relationship was concerned. And he had not been one who had been a party to any kind of immoral standards in the past and could not conceive of himself as being the husband of a girl who had uh, become pregnant by somebody else. And he considered as to what he ought to do about this. He had followed well the advice that Paul gave sometime later to the Thessalonians to abstain from all the appearances of evil. And men, we have the responsibility, as much as lies within us, to achieve that very standard. But more importantly, I think, we need to recognize Joseph's relationship to his new wife, who was pregnant. She was in a, a situation and explains it to Joseph, and whether Joseph really, at least at first, believed or not, we cannot tell. But we do know in the 20th verse that while he wrestled with the problem and slept restlessly at night, an angel appeared unto him and told him not to be afraid to take her as his wife. Now, he was searching for a way to divorce her even before they ever lived together. You remember from your study of the scriptures that a, a betrothal, an engagement, can only be broken by a divorce proceeding. They were engaged or betrothed for a year before a man 
and his wife finally lived together, but even to break that arrangement, it had to be done by divorce. Jesus began his life nearly in a divorce situation because Joseph was trying to determine how he might achieve this. He was going to divorce her. That he had settled upon. The question was, how can I do it and save her as much embarrassment as possible? This was the issue with which he was wrestling. Here in this issue brings out one of the greatness of Joseph that ought to be in the mind and heart of every man, and that is to consider his wife above himself in all circumstances. We know that the morality and the attitude of men today has deteriorated that we find great numbers of men who are only concerned about uno number one, just himself. And she is supposed to be a servant, or at least in some capacity subservient to him. And he did not see these things in that way. He saw that he was to respect and honor her and do everything possible to avoid for her the embarrassment of the situation. In this, he had no consideration for himself, only for her. And then this, I believe, points out the greatness of a man when he treats the mother of his children with the utmost love and respect. And it only in this can we find a person that would come up to, in any way, the standards that Joseph had set by which he had lived. How a man treats the mother of his children will tell us what kind of man he is. I think we cannot say otherwise. True love is depicted in how one treats the one that he says he loves. Joseph truly must have loved her, for he was endeavoring in every way possible to avoid for her the embarrassment of the situation. The other thing that we can notice about Joseph is that he certainly was in tune with God. In the 20th verse, it was possible for an angel sent by God to speak to him through this dream and tell him what he ought to do, and Joseph heard and understood the message. He understood. One of the tragedies in the, in the church today is that there are few men who are in tune with God, and we leave that to the women. It is the women who do the praying and not the men. And this ought not to be. It ought to be that good men are in tune with God and God can speak to them and they will lead their families. We have left, tragically have left, the uh, responsibility of the home to, to the mothers in the homes of the wives and have failed to recognize, men in general have failed to recognize 
the responsibility of how the home goes is still upon the husband, upon the father, and not upon the wife or mother. Joseph was one who was in tune with God and heard what God had to say and was able to respond to the direction of God. I believe, thirdly, that Joseph was a faithful father. Any son or daughter, as far as that's concerned, will pattern his life to a great degree after his father. Particularly sons will do this. When you ask a young lad what he wants to be when he grows up, you will frequently find him saying, I want to be like my dad. That's admiration and that's love, and it ought to be there. Any dad should be an image to his children so that the children can say, I want to be just like Dad. Unfortunately, this is not true, and much of my counseling, on many, many, many occasions, I talk to people who have a terrible problem relating even to the Heavenly Father because the image that they have even of God himself is so directly tied to their a relationship with their own father, and this becomes a problem. Over in the seventh chapter of Matthew, in the eleventh verse, Jesus is making a reference to the giving of good gifts. When he says, if you know, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your father, which is in heaven, give good gifts unto them that ask him? I may be stretching the point here a little bit, but I do not believe so in, in saying that I believe that Jesus received a tremendous image of what a father ought to be from Joseph in those formative years and knew that Joseph was a father who gave things, good things to his children and he related that as, a heaven, as an earthly father would do this, so also will the heavenly father do this. We're living in a day and time when a lot of these things have broken down. And the image of our fathers are not so good. And some of you may have had a father that you cannot look up to and respect as Joseph was respected and loved and looked up to. That's what a father ought to be. And those of us who are fathers this morning, I'm speaking to us. But if our position with our children and our wives are not such that we receive that kind of love Respect, it's time for us to re-evaluate our lives and establish them according to the principles that are here in the scripture. Let us not be forgotten fathers. Let us be fathers who are out in front leading and directing and guiding our family. Don't leave that to 
to somebody else. Don't leave it to the wife or to the church or to the school, but let us be people who, who assume the responsibility given to fathers and guide and direct those that are in our charge. Let's pray. Thank you for listening to today's message. If you like what you hear, hit the subscribe button. You'll receive automatic notifications and downloads when a new message is added to the podcast. Also, please leave a five-star review and take the opportunity to share stories, memories, and appreciation for James Sheets and how God used him to impact your life. If you'd like to know why and how this podcast got started, check out our first episode. Lastly, if you want to donate to help offset the cost of operating this podcast, you'll find a link to our PayPal account in the podcast description and email us at james.com sheets.podcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening and remember to trust in God for today and for all of your tomorrows.